0: This podcast is part of the No Phony Podcast Network, the home of independent awesomeness.
1: Once again, it's time for The
0: Idiots. Welcome back to another bonus episode of The Idiots, a weekly defense of 1980s pop culture from a couple of misfits. My name is Will, and joining me as always is my friend and my co host, Ray. Hola, mi amigo.
1: How are you? You doing okay? Oh, fantastic. Yes, we're still yeah.
0: recording remotely, but some things are returning back to quote-unquote normal, you know, in the state of Ohio, whatever that whatever that will turn out to be, uh, slowly but surely. Um, so today we're here, we're, we're not here to talk about that, we're talking about something way more fun, the Misfits of Science, in our continuing recap of the 1985 series. Uh, we are now up, up to episode number five. Uh, the episode is called, Sort of Looking for Gina. What was the first thing you thought of when you've read that title?
1: Uh, desperately seeking Susan yeah, is right. what it's a rip off of. Yeah, yeah. It's got to
0: be right. I mean,
1: except for I like the twist they put on it. It makes me laugh. Pretty, oh, well, what's pretty the good. twist as
0: far? What, what do you mean? Well, let's get into okay, it. Okay, no, yeah. all no, right. Then, then we'll, we'll talk about make it. Make a sound
1: cause. when we get to the twist.
0: Hee haw, hee haw, ding ding ding, or something. Or whatever. <laughs> so, of course, the show is created by James Pariet. This particular episode is written by James Pariet, along with Michael Cassett and Maury Ravinsky. It was directed by Jeffrey Hayden, and I noticed that on IMDb they also say Victoria. Terazi was also a director, although uncredited. Like I just mentioned, uh, this show is from 1985. This specific episode aired on November 8th, 1985, and Desperately Seeking Susan had come out months earlier in April of that same year. Here's a short summary of one of the things that happens on this episode, because there's a lot of little things that come together. Richard asks the misfits to investigate the possibility of mole men living in tunnels below a museum that's about to exhibit priceless artifacts. So, yeah,
1: mole men, sure. Yeah, well, you had a lot of the, you know, underground dweller type of stuff going on in the 80s with alligators being flushed down the toilet and all that, so... And your chuds. Yeah, chuds, mole people make sense.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, again, I like how this episode began, that kind of creepy vibe, two guys in a tunnel, which I thought was surprising because they're down there to, I think, reconnect power or something... I got no idea why they were actually down there. They said something other about than
1: to other than to start the show.
0: Yes, because they was talking about something about we need to get down here because they need security for upstairs. There's a twenty uh, or oh, a thirty million dollar exhibit, you know, coming up, and these two guys working in the tunnel, uh, you know, it starts getting really scary really fast because they start hearing things, and you know they exchange words about did you hear about the monsters? You don't believe that, that sort of thing. I heard there's moment. Oh, come on, don't be silly. Between the two of them, though, they they notice there's something leaking. I think a pipe or something. They notice they don't have a ratchet. They say, one of them says, "I don't have a ratchet or a, no, I don't have a wrench." I guess a ratchet wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't have a wrench, and neither of them have a flashlight, even though they're down in tunnels.
1: Yeah, there there's some city workers right there for you. <laughs> the, uh, the the <laughs> other guy up on the, the the outside of the tunnels has got every all the gear. Yeah, they're just down there wandering around <laughs> in the dark.
0: Yeah. So anyway, but and part of it is because they start. Uh, I think they start smelling something unusual. Is that part of it? Yeah. No, they don't smell anything unusual. I make that up. Okay, so in order to see what's going on, because they hear creepy sounds, they light a match. And shortly thereafter, there's a ball of flame right in front of them and boom, cut to the Misfits uh, opening credits. You know, for the first time, I wanted to point this out, and you probably, I noticed there's some things I get stuck on, and I just, I don't know, and other people like yourself are just not a problem for you. But I could never understand what the woman is singing in the theme song. At the very end, She's kind of screams the last couple words.
1: That would be class dismissed. I knew
0: it. See, I knew you would know it. I've been listening for weeks.
1: I actually, I had to go back and I listened to it uh, probably five or six times before I figured it out.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, It's more than that for me because I listened a few times when we first started. I even tried to find the lyrics online. I couldn't. And then finally today when I wasn't paying attention to the theme, just getting ready for the show to start, it seemed clear as a bell.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you just have to be in a Cyndi Lauper state of mind to, you know, pick up that last Mm. line.
0: I see as a Cyndi Lauper sort of-esque singing type. Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah, it's got that that Goonies kind of song she did feel Goonies to
0: it. Are good enough, yeah. So, hey, after the credits, we see Johnny B playing a guitar and singing with a band in some like abandoned-looking factory.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, where all bands practice.
0: Yes, of course, in the 80s at least, but maybe always, yeah. Certainly studios, mm. even studios that charge you for recording space or studio space, they always looked like abandoned factories, at least the ones <laughs> I've been in. Yeah, all of them, every single one of them. And a woman appears at the door and watches the band play. And, uh, this is the woman that looks like a more, uh, I don't know, Midwestern or middle-class version of a Madonna type. You know, she's got some of the look, but a little more classy, I guess, or less. I, I would have went with Valley girly. Okay. Yeah. It's more California type. It's uh...
1: more, it's more of a California opposed to the Madonna, New York look. Perfect. Yes, that's exactly right. I agree. And, um, so while Johnny B's
0: watching her and they're having some fl- sort of flirtation just with their eyes, he shorts out his guitar. Uh, and when he turns to deal with that, um, she disappears. Now, it seems like his bandmates don't know about his powers, right? Because they make some comment about, you got. I thought you got that fixed. And he's like, yeah, I need to get more, I think he says, uh, insulation on it or something.
1: I, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell if they want people to know that they're superheroes or if they just want to pretend like they're normal people. I, I can't figure it out at yeah. this point. It's a mix of, yeah. Yeah. But- I found it ironic, though, that he goes, ah, oh, not again, when she disappeared. Yes. And I'm like, what do you mean not again?
0: Yeah. Well, I think later he mentions she keeps seeing her and she keeps running off. But, yeah, and then so she, she disappears, and so he, you know, hands over, he puts the guitar down and goes looking for her, and he can't find her. You know, he, he runs. He runs down the street. And by the time he gets to the open you know the main road, she's gone. He sees, like, a partially uh, moved manhole cover but the woman is gone. Didn't this strike
1: you as odd that he wasn't able to catch up with the woman? Well, he does have super speed. Right!
0: So why didn't he use that?
1: I guess he was saving his powers for some sweet guitar licks when he got hmm. back to band practice. That's all I can think of.
0: Oh, I wonder if he shorted his powers out, maybe, when, he did, when the thing with the guitar happened. Sure, why not? See, this is one of those things that maybe that was it. And I wonder if, you know, I remember in a writing class I took a long time ago, they said, write for the smartest person in your audience. Because, uh, you know, to, to, to elevate, I guess, the writing that you do, maybe huh. they were writing for the smartest person watching the show and none of us were smart enough because there's oftentimes they leave things out that maybe that's what they meant, but I don't know that we got that.
1: that. That's weird. I've often heard that you should write for the dumbest person who's right? going to read it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Well, hey, then- that, you... That's how I wrote every song I ever oh. <laughs> came up with. Well, yeah, I wonder if it's different for music. Well, I don't know. Probably not. Look, it's art. You could do whatever you want. I guess if you're right for your average person, you'll be fine. You cover both pieces.
1: Hmm.
0: Right, anyways, back to the show. Yeah, so, back to the show. So, now finally, we get back to the lab. Usual, you know, fun where we hear a Miss Nance rattling off some different things about uh, various interesting folks that have been in and out or have appointments coming up. An invisible Man had an x ray that turned up blank. They're not sure if he just wasn't <laughs> standing in the wrong spot, is what she says. <laughs> um, now we learn about this contest where they're trying to outsell one another. Uh, selling tickets to the company picnic and whoever sells the most gets a trip to Hawaii. So Billy really wants to win this. But when he goes to write his uh, number of tickets, he just sold on the tote board. uh, Ms. Nance is crushing it. She has sold so far 83 tickets. And I don't remember what he sold, but I think it was in the thirties.
1: Yeah. Like 20 or 30. Significantly less.
0: For the first time, Richard, it seems is appealing to the misfits to Billy and L to help him with uh, a potential problem with, you know, uh, uh, characters with uh, unusual p- powers or, or 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 I don't know something straight out of sci-fi because he's appeals to them to investigate what he's heard about uh, the mole monsters that are in these tunnels under the museum because he explains that Humanodyne is uh, their diving bell is the is the diving bell that was used to recover the treasure that's being uh, put on display at the hum- museum. I thought that was a real loose roundabout way to get uh Humanodyne involved in this exhibit but Because, so there's a treasure hunter, but they used his, the treasure hunter used their equipment. So now they're somehow responsible for the exhibit. I don't know. It's fine. That's how
1: the scientific community often bonds with treasure hunters. I see. Ah. Especially in the the 80s, I guess. That's my guess.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, you've got your, uh, I can't think of any examples. I was going to try to make an example to, uh, you know, um, Indiana
1: Jones and. Um, Well, well, this, I have I have no proof, but when they brought up the Titanic, there yeah. must have been some scientific people involved with that who were involved. Yeah, and I see what you're saying. At the exhibit,
0: yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's probably right.
1: So and knowing the writers of this show, yep. they probably just stole it right from the Titanic thing. <laughs> right, right. You're right. Well, and if not, we'll see
0: an episode like that at some point in the next uh, eleven or so that we have left. So they uh, they finally agree. Billy gets him to agree because uh, well, he he has a number of demands. I don't think any of them which Richard meets, including that Richard buys a number of picnic tickets from Billy. Uh, but so they are off to investigate the uh, mole monsters. When they meet at the above above ground at the museum, they do meet the treasure hunter Al Buckner, who is uh, played by Michael Halsey. And um, he tr- Billy tries to sell him picnic tickets. <laughs> he says, you know, you're a millionaire. <laughs> you should be able to buy some. And he says, well, you know, actually, you'd be surprised because I spent millions trying to find this treasure, and now I'm not able to sell it because the government has is claimed it as um, like historical importance or artifacts. So the government mm-hmm. now owns it. Um, so he does, he, uh, making it sound as if he's, you know, hard for cash now. Um, the Misfits and Richard, for the first time, he's now on the adventure, go down to the tunnel And I think that's explained as him wanting to get some level
1: of comfort that uh, there's no mole men. And uh, they force the high school girl down there against (laughs) her will.
0: Yes, once more, Gloria now is terrified to go in the tunnel, the least of which she's scared of is rats, because Billy keeps bringing those up. I imagine she's also scared of the mole men, which would be like, I guess, big rats. And down in the tunnel, Johnny recharges a flashlight battery as it goes out. I thought that was pretty cool. I think this is maybe a little thing that they set up where Richard says, uh, doesn't it feel like we're being watched? And this a little this musical thing that happens later on in the show, I wonder if this isn't uh, tied together. <laughs> Billy says, misfits, ho!
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. Get, that made me yeah, snicker.
0: To get them go down there. Now, and as they're wandering through the tunnels, what looks like a human jumps out.
1: A human in a clown costume, it was a colorful wig, jumps out. And what does the high school student yeah. do to the poor man who jumped out of the Darkness, she goes full scanners on it and just explodes its head. Yeah, had this been a human, she would have killed a human uh, being yes. right then and there. I uh, know,
0: and nobody makes it. Well, no, Billy says, Well, I'm I'll, remind me never to jump out and scare you or something like that, <laughs> acknowledging yeah. that she could have just murdered somebody. It turns out to be a mannequin, thank goodness. But um, as they're venturing around the tunnels, they, they all start to feel lightheaded. You know, the air is different, they note. And at the end of one particular tunnel, they do find a kid who immediately or shortly after passes out. Uh, and Billy out loud now acknowledges that the air is a problem, and we've got to we've got to get out of here. When they leave the tunnels, we do see the mole men, which appear to be maybe regular men, but with gas masks on, and they they they're placing some uh, gas canisters in the tunnel. One of which has a sound as if it's it's leaking uh, gas into the tunnels. So probably the source
1: of the air. You immediately suppose. Yeah. The only thing this show is missing, as far as cues, is the dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> that would only make it that much
0: more over the top.
1: Yeah. Yes,
0: and I'd be okay with that. Back up on the street, the kid's taken away in an ambulance and Gloria drives off with him. Johnny spots the woman that keeps disappearing from, uh, you know, his impromptu concerts at the abandoned factory. He still doesn't use his speed to catch up with her. He just runs normally.
1: Yeah, but he does use his power to frighten her enough that she has to stop and talk to him.
0: Oh, my goodness. What a come on that is. Right. She refuses to talk to him. She's not interested. So he shoots a lightning bolt at her feet. Right. And she says, like, heck of a way to meet a girl or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I thought that's assault or battery. I don't remember which one is the one where you're just making threats.
1: I I think it's just a, uh, it's a creepy way to try and pick up the ladies, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, flexing her. He might as well have just tackled her in the street.
0: Yeah. She finally uh, introduces herself as Gina, and she's played by Rhonda Aldrich, who who was in a number of different TV shows in the 80s. She had some smaller parts. She, uh, popped up in TJ Hooker. She was in V. So uh, we know, uh, you know our, our friend that we spoke to not too long ago, Diane Carey, was also in V. But she had a, a more recurring role in some other shows, including The Young and the Restless. Uh, a version, uh, a, you know, a ripoff version of The Walk of Life is playing while they're walking along the street now.
1: It's actually a pretty good version. They do a great job with yep. the music on these ripoffs. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know how much they save between music and stuntmen, but this show <laughs> really kept the budget down.
0: Uh, yes, why did it get canceled? Besides the fact that it had such low ratings, I suppose. And Dallas probably crushed it, right? We probably talked about that. So we we cut to, we see a little brief moment of the treasure hunter asking, this is at the museum where things are being set up for the the exhibit that's coming up. He asks Richard if he could, quote, hold down the fort
1: while he attends to other business. Now, does this guy just scream evil to you? (laughs) Is it the Australian accent? You racist. No, it's just his appearance, the way he moves. He's just angry all the time. Yes, he was definitely
0: cast, I think, because he looks like the heavy already, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, there's nothing nice about this guy.
0: Yeah, when he was introduced uh, early on, when Billy was trying to sell him tickets, you tell, could tell he was going to be a bad guy. But we don't know that yet, but we're going to know We him. don't,
1: but... In like another but, minute, we're going to know it. Yeah, real quick here, we're about to... That's why I bring it up, because yeah. he telegraphed this thing. They're like, act like a bad guy as soon as you walk yeah. on screen. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he did... And, and back
0: to Johnny B., we see he uh, he's, uh, again, he's walking down the street. You know, it uh, looks like maybe they're in, could uh, be a Hollywood street. Who knows? There's uh, a lot of retail on these streets. And so they're stopping at uh, different spots. And uh, Gina is shopping. And Johnny seems to be picking up the tab. She puts on some, she finds some more Madonna-like clothing. And uh, they stop and look at some records. Johnny finds, he says, I think he says, how about this oldie? And it's actually a Johnny B. record. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the name of the album is Something Dangerous.
1: I paused it so many times and now I,
0: I don't I even write it down here. I didn't write it down.
1: Oh boy. You, you didn't write it down? Dangerous. This was gonna be my next podcast trivia thing. Oh, is it? Okay, so there you go. Nobody has to know. I don't know what I don't I, remember I don't I don't know what the answer
0: is. <laughs> I know it's Johnny B because I, I I said it looks like him. So I paused it. I'm like, mm-hmm. son of a gun, it says Johnny B. on the top, too.
1: So yeah, for those of you who want a clue. You're going to have to answer what the album is she holds up. Ah, very good. So she picks something else over it, which
0: crushes Johnny just a little bit. I think he says, You're killing me, something like that. Uh, or you're a killer. He says, You're a killer. Is that a setup? Oh, dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anyway, she explains a little bit uh, during their little uh, montage here of them doing different things. She explains that she ran away from the state, I think she says. I think she says something like, they had
1: their chance, and so I took mine. Didn't she say she was like seven? I thought so, too. I rewound that like three times. That plays into a comment that I'm going to make later on in this. I just thought I heard she said seven, so I was Yes, she used the number seven about something.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure if that's what it was supposed to be.
1: I'm pretty sure she said, I ran away at seven. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to come up later in the episode. Okay.
0: And so, within just moments of them first meeting, him threatening her, he's now got his arm around her, and then they kiss. She looks really concerned. Uh, She asks for him to get her an ice cream, and when he's getting it, she runs away again. She disappears.
1: Well, most... Most homeless people you accost, um, they run away after you try to buy them ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing?
0: I didn't know that. I but, guess. Uh, Johnny makes clear that he's going to head for the tunnels because he figures, you know, that that's probably where she's been hanging out and he's going to head back there to find her. We now see Jane, Jane, our friend Jane, who is still pregnant. I was wondering if this actress might have been really pregnant. I, I wish we could track her down. I, I can't I find think her. think she was. because it- And whether they knew that when they hired her, because it seemed, you know, we know from the first episode she was going to be. It seemed like there might have been a thing between her and Billy. And then the second episode, she announced she's pregnant by her ex-husband.
1: I was was actually kind of surprised by that turn of events. Yeah. (laughs) I was actually, actually, I was surprised they didn't replace her before the second episode.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting but she's still pregnant now that they're at the hospital with uh, the tunnel boy trying to determine who he is because remember she is what a probation officer but she does now it seems right. like she's a, she's a social worker social worker too. that's what it is social services right and he by the way is listening to the police in his walkman and the song mm-hmm. is every breath you take which of course says
1: i'll be watching you so i wonder if that's a tie back to richard don't you feel like someone's watching us well it's also every breath you take they were in the tunnels and you can't breathe oh, in the tunnels oh my goodness
0: again yes of course this show is so layered, and you you're good at spotting the little Easter eggs in here. And so, a uh, Gloria shows up too. She brings a pizza to the hospital for the kid. Gina, our friend Gina that we just met shortly ago that abandoned J- Johnny B while she, he was buying ice cream, is also now at the hospital, and she's also looking for the boy. But she she leaves when she sees that uh, uh, Gloria and Jane are visiting with him, and she leaves a record uh, instead with the a nurse saying, "Can you deliver this to him? Tell say it's uh, from Gina." Um, we learn that the kid's name is Zach. He finally talks to Jane. She, she, the the pizza's "Worn him down," and you know they're getting more friendly. And uh, he does say enough that they realize he's not living in the tunnel alone. He's living there with others. We don't know how many at this point. We think it's probably at least Gina. Does he open the record, and do we know what record it is?
1: I don't remember. I just thought it was kind of a jerk move to get him a record when he's only got, like, a Walkman. Wait a second. It's the record she bought that Johnny B paid for, so it's that question well, you of just course. had. All
0: oh, right, yes. Yeah. So we do
1: see it. Wasn't it the police? Dang it, that's your trivia question. Well, yeah, it's a podcast trivia, though. So if they watch
0: the show, they oh. get the answer. Oh, ah, okay, right. Yeah, it's the police, which, again, you know, he's listening to the police. You're right. He has a record, and he has nowhere to stick it, and he's homeless. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. There's so Yes, that's true. That's a pretty insensitive gift, Gina. I,
1: I guess it's an inside joke between them that we didn't get.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh. So the suspicious treasure hunter now is now seen in the tunnel. So that's what he's busy doing while Richard's minding the store upstairs. Um, he's now with some uh, some of his uh, henchmen because again they're all kind of you know they all have Australian accents and they all seem shady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They made this one super easy to figure out who the bad guys yeah. were.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. And they also uh, have gas masks and gas canisters. And uh, his henchman, his, his right-hand man, makes a comment something about having enough gas to panic the city. Um, back at the lab, L determines that the gas is methane, which gives Billy an idea that, hmm, we're going to have to crash that uh, exhibit, that party. And Billy's been dying to get this party. I'm not sure why, except maybe he wants to sell more picnic tickets. Yeah, yeah
1: I think he wants to sell tickets to the rich people.
0: Yeah, it's got to be. He doesn't say it explicitly, I think, but that's got to be it, yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Gina winds up talking her
1: way into the party uh, by just being really confident. Um, Yeah, most uh, homeless people can talk their way into a fancy party at the drop of a hat. I'm going to have to start jotting down all the nuggets of wisdom you're, you know, or facts
0: that you're sharing. I I forgot the other one already was, uh, something about uh,
1: something. Something (laughs) about something.
0: Hey, make it a podcast question, and I'll see if Uh, I can answer it.
1: Don't shoot lightning at women you like? Yeah, something like that, yes.
0: Meanwhile, Johnny B. is is now in the tunnels looking for Gina, and he's calling out much like Mickey Jones did in the first episode for Amelia. He's now calling up Gina as he wanders through the tunnels, Uh, and the gas seems to be finally getting to to him as the further he gets in there. Mm -hmm. At the party now, the misfits sneak in through the back door wearing like as much gear as the Ghostbusters did, it seems to me. A lot of stuff in a backpack and strapped around waists. Um, and they're mistaken by the host, uh, as for plumbers, uh, maybe the host's never met a plumber before.
1: Well, yeah, because plumbers are often wearing misfits of science jackets. Yes. With giant backpacks. Yeah. So
0: anyway, the host sends them off to do something, but, um, you know, they, they disappear for a while cause they're really looking to, you know, figure out what's going on. The host, when he comes across them, not fixing a toilet, puts his arm around both of them immediately shrinking L by accidentally pressing the button on the back of his neck. And I don't know if we
1: mentioned that that happened on the last episode, too. So this is two episodes in a row where he shrunk accidentally. Yeah, if that dude shrunk accidentally and he popped out of that clothes like that on me, I'd kick him right across the
0: room. You you wouldn't want to, but it'd be like an instinct. You would be so freaked out, you would just do it. Just start stomping. (sighs) I would kick it. Yeah, but no one... Last week, the woman he was with fainted. This week, the guy seems unfazed. And again, did people know who he
1: is or... Well, he runs a restaurant. He's used to weird little things running around the place. <laughs> oh, and...
0: no. He's like, "Not again." Yes, yeah, it would have been better <laughs> if when they showed up they thought they were he thought they were exterminators. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that could have been tied to L being shrunk. Uh, I, I don't know. So again, L spots Gina, but they're really looking for Richard because they know he's here and, and they've realized that the methane is in the tunnels and there's so much methane in the, in the tunnels it presents a danger to the folks upstairs. So that's why they want what they want to uh, let uh Richard know, and they finally find him and are able to tell him that. In the tunnels, Johnny B is overcome by the gas, and as a result, he's able to be
1: subdued by the mole men. Yeah, he forgot his superpower. Yes, speed. Which is singing. Or, oh. Had <laughs> he sang his yes. way through those tunnels, mm. nothing could have stopped him.
0: Oh, so is it just the power of love? It's a curious thing, uh, or, it's, yeah. or is it a breathing yeah. technique when you sing that you use less, inhale less? So um, uh,
1: Yeah, it's mind over matter. Mm.
0: Wow. You enter like a zen-like state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or he could have sped out of there, but he didn't do any of those things. <laughs> or,
1: or you could just pass out on the floor and let the bad guys get you.
0: Yeah, which is what he did. Yes, he went with that one. And we do see now the treasure hunter is there, of course, because we know he's a bad guy. And he says to leave Johnny in the tunnels, even though his right-hand man is like, you know, what do we do with him? Um, and the right-hand man initially is not okay with this. He says, blowing a tunnel is one thing, but killing a fella is another. And uh, the... Buckner, the main treasure hunter here, is able to convince him to just abandon him because they're going to make $13 million when they finish their heist. Uh, they set a timer on the gas canisters for 20 minutes, and then they, 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 they bail out on the tunnels. leaving Johnny B. Be behind. Now, the guy says he's okay with blowing the tunnels, but the tunnels mm-hmm. are underneath a museum that's filled with, like, I don't know, 50 people.
1: So he may, may well, murder 50 people. Yeah, but I think the plan is is they blow the tunnels yeah. to make everybody evacuate. I don't think they cuz they have to get in there and get all the loot. Right. Yeah, I guess they can't. So they're not it. blowing the building up.
0: Yeah, that's right. Back in the party, they, they do the Misfits are able to track down Gina and confront her. Uh, they mentioned that Johnny, they know Johnny went down in the tunnels looking for her and now they're worried about him because they know about the gas. So they want her help to navigate the tunnels and she's not willing to
1: help them. There's there's only one thing that can get someone to go down into the tunnels. Hm. A Billy speech. A Billy speech.
0: Does he mm-hmm. give a Billy speech here?
1: He tries to. Huh. Yeah. So I'm trying but to, you're right. Billy had this, Billy give a speech. He gives a, he starts to give one, but then I think, uh, the script writer got lazy and just yeah, kind of I, disintegrated. I feel, yeah. I feel like this is lacking the
0: classic speech. Just maybe if, no one, I don't think anyone gave that speech maybe, but yeah, you're right. Uh, she does say something about seeing men down there with gas masks and then they're like, all right, something's definitely shady going on. Um, Johnny in the tunnels now is saved by a group of other people that are living in the tunnels, and they take him to a place where they say the air is better, Uh, but they acknowledge they can't leave because the gas there is too thick. Yes, they know Gina. Yes, they know Zach, the kid in the hospital. So it seems like a a group of younger people that, uh, like Gina, had fled some social services and now are living underground. Richard brings Al Buckner, the treasure hunter, to Billy and Al to, so that they can tell him directly about the gas that they found. Of course, Al, because he's a bad guy, dismisses this idea that it says it's crazy, but you know what? If it'll make them better, why don't we call the fire department? Cut to him talking to his cronies <laughs> on the phone who are already dressed like firemen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just plays right into his evil
0: plan. Yeah. It's kind of like a diehard kind of thing. You know, they had all this stuff planned and people are impersonating, you know, officials and uh, maybe Die Hard 2 did it better. Oh, and of course, Gina sneaks away while everybody's chatting and slips into a nearby sidewalk grate. Johnny, after talking with the the, the the homeless kids down there about escaping and knowing that it's hard to, finally uses his super speed for the first time. Yeah. And now he's going to flee the tunnels to, to go get help. He does stop here and there, though, to notice that there's some different timers set, uh, you know, various places throughout the tunnels, and he takes them with him. And, and Gina appears now in the tunnels because she just slipped through that grate. And Johnny warns her about not trying to save the others. He's going to go get help and instead work with me. She doesn't need anyone. She does a speech. Oh, no, it's, it's Johnny that does the speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she says she doesn't need anyone. She has a problem relying on other people and she'll go help them herself. And he says, you know. So he gives her a speech about everybody needs somebody, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it works because she says, okay, I do need help. Please help me help my friends. Okay, so then they appear at the party. Johnny's out of breath, still dealing with the effects of the gas. Gina agrees to lead the misfits to the others in the tunnels, and now there's only five and a half minutes left on the timers. Al meets with the fake firemen and instructs them to, quote, get as much as they can. Uh, now, with Gina's help, the misfits are able to reach the others and are escorting them out of the, of the tunnels. Billy, Ellen, and Gloria break off in another direction from their escape route because they believe if they can open a door, a particular door blocking one particular tunnel, they can vent the gas through a a, a fountain that sits overhead. I really don't understand the logic of that.
1: I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out that whole logic, but I mean, whatever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's do some suspension of disbelief for that one. Yes. And it does of course create an opportunity
0: for L to shrink and Gloria to use her powers as well. So the combination of them and Billy even using his just human natural human strength they're able to force the door open. Upstairs Richard now that they Richard has cleared out the museum because they you know they're fearful that the gas may somehow affect them uh, and it may explode underneath they're particular in particularly scared about that especially when John, when Johnny was down there, because they knew he could, a spark from Johnny could ignite the whole place. But Richard, now after everybody's gone, finds Al Buckner, the treasure hunter, stealing the treasure. And Richard says, "Why are you stealing it from yourself?" And he says, "Actually, it's not mine anymore. It belongs to the government, and will be for,
1: theirs for another ninety-nine years." And he pulls out a gun on Richard. As good as this guy's plan is, yep. he's actually there himself to help steal the stuff. Yeah. No, 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 fireman costume, no nothing.
0: You're right. The firemen were ready to go. I guess they were waiting for the place to blow. He couldn't wait five more minutes. It literally was yeah. five and a half minutes. And he couldn't
1: even look to see if there's anybody in the room.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're right. I never thought about it. The firemen never show up because the place hasn't...
1: Oh, my goodness. He's a horrible bad guy at this point. And he
0: just blew it at the last possible minute. hmm Got greedy. Well, he pulls a gun on Richard, so I guess he thinks he's got it under control. And we know he's willing to kill some people because he left Johnny in the tunnels to die, be overcome by the gas. Richard tries to fake him out, saying that the cops will be there at any moment. Uh, But instead, Billy shows up with a harpoon gun and uh, saves Richard. Um, Yeah, sweet move. Yeah. Johnny B finds Gina, who who was back down in the tunnels looking for her bag she said she had left behind. He finds her passed out and races her out of the tunnels just as they explode behind them.
1: Well, if you remember, though, this fountain, the explosion, is gigantic. Yes, and this is before CG, so this is a they, real explosion that they blew up a fountain. Yeah, they blew some things up, yeah. And, and that's a big explosion. Yeah. And once once again, I wonder if they had a permit for that. <laughs> uh,
0: no, they were cutting corners. Yeah, and I, I did like how, it, as Johnny was speeding through the tunnel, they just had those streaks of light, and then you'd see mm-hmm. something explode, and it happened like three, four times. That was kind of cool. Although, again, he should have used his powers way more times, but that's fine. Did we hit upon uh, the the thing that was important that she was seven yet? Not yet. Okay, very good. So at the end here now, they're all, you know, resting at... We don't really see what happens to the bad guys, et cetera, or the firemen. Do they get caught? We don't know. They could be in Australia
1: <laughs> right now. Yeah. But... Um, they, they, I guess they escaped.
0: Yeah. So we wrap up, though, by seeing Billy trying to sell all the misfits and Jane and everybody gathered their uh, tickets to the company picnic, of course. Of course. But he notices that one by one, they peel off and leave him by himself. Back at the lab now, it seems to be the next day, or it's, it's the day of the company picnic, because we see Johnny, L, and Billy are preparing for the picnic. Jane and the rest of the women uh, come in, announcing that Gina is now in charge of a new pro- program uh, under the social services, services branch, For homeless kids, oh, is this it? And this
1: is it. All right. Once again, Jane proves her worth. Oh, I see. (laughs) And puts a seven-year-old runaway with no education, who lives in tunnels, in charge (laughs) of a government-funded program, and Uh, says she's going to do it her way. uh, What does that mean? Oh, yeah. She said it's some kind of new style or something. They're going to they're going to live in the tunnel and convince musicians to (laughs) buy them stuff on the street. Is is that the program? Uh, Yeah, some methane-filled tunnels? Maybe she's going to
0: lead the kids down to the tunnels like Pied Piper style and then just fill it with methane.
1: Good news, Jane. <laughs> There's fewer children. In, in the real world, Jane would have been fired a long time ago, but this just adds to the fun of her character. You know, we don't know if she wasn't fired long ago. Maybe she was. <laughs> she might not even be a probation yeah. officer or a social worker. only in
0: that first episode we saw her interacting with that other guy who seemed to believe um. that she was important.
1: Man, I hope that's—if uh, if it's not, man, I wish it would have been one of these episodes coming up. She turns out to be a bad guy. <laughs> well, I do recall
0: she's not in all the episodes, so we'll have to see how they get her out. Oh, uh, man, I hope it's because she's
1: been lying this whole time. <laughs> and she has an Australian accent. Finally, her real <laughs> accent turns, comes out. And she's married to one of these fake firemen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> And the very final tag of this is that Billy is seeming really down as everybody leaves for the picnic and not terribly excited about the announcement that the uh, seven-year-old uh, runaway is now in charge. And Miss Nance is one of the women that peels off, and, and, and Billy appeals to her saying, hey, uh, since you won the contest, will you take me to Hawaii with you? And uh, she says, no, I'm already taking Barry with me and Herb. Yeah. And Billy says, well, she's gone. He says, wait a second. There's only tickets for two. How are you taking,
1: oh, one of them is the Invisible yeah. Man. Yep, yep. She steals a great line again. So I guess
0: to get to Hawaii, they're going to have to fly. So somebody, the Invisible Man sitting on somebody's lap, either Barry's or Miss <laughs>
1: Nance's lap. Uh, I'm guessing Miss Nance. Yeah, uh. I guess. So I thought this was a great bounce back because I didn't yep. care for the last one all that much, but I thought this one was a lot of fun despite yes. some of the fluky kind of fun mm-hmm. twists and things that I thought. Like, well, if Johnny B just went down there and took all the canisters out yes. while he was there, wouldn't that or shut them off? Yeah, or took all the timers, or or the people that lived there did it. I mean, yes, any number of things where he used his actual powers. Or like any of the scientists said, Hey, you know how you stop a tank from leaking? You yep. shut the valve oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of us laying on the floor dying.
0: <laughs> yes, they only but, had to make uh, it to one canister at a time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So but I, I still enjoyed this one quite a bit. Um this one was fun. I like the fun ones.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the other one was a little more somber, I guess. Especially with the story of a, a with man dead who lost children. His, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, those aren't my favorites.
0: I got an idea for a sci-fi sitcom, Dead Children. Yeah. I almost had
1: it. There is a a great 80s movie called Dead Kids, but... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a horror movie. Oh. Of course. Of course it is. Of course.
0: All right. Well, hey, um, if you haven't already, please uh, follow us on Facebook where we... Where you can uh, chime in with, uh, you'll be able, you'll be one of the people that can answer the actual the question about the album. Um, but otherwise, rate and review our podcast. Uh, follow us. What else? Anything else? Hey, catch up if you can, or just listen. Well, look, we give you enough information, right? But watching the show is really cool and fun, and does have that eighties uh, vibe that we love.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Come come find us on the Facebook or Instagram or the Twitter. We're there too. Yes we all kinds of places yes and Ray's been chatting with people lately yeah every once in a while I like to get back in there and see what's a happening yeah so there you go and I usually uh, and uh, I try to stay in there until Lonnie and the other people catch me and kick me out yes so. very good thank God for the gatekeepers yeah the gatekeepers catch me in there and they're like get out of there before you cause you trouble going. yeah alright hey guys we love
0: speaking with you and so we'll talk to you next time on the Idiots. see ya